at the Triloka Akara, which is the 17th. Shout out! Shout out to the Akara. <laughs> the Guru Patrapati. The Guru Patrapati, the OG. The OG, the OG, OG Guru. The original Guru. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Kendra Maya podcast. Uh, today we have with us Mahar Kayu. As always. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, the importance and relevance of being honest in communication with oneself and how that relates to creativity and our potential as a human. So, Which, uh, you have mm-hmm. some kind of questions that uh, you want to ask? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, before the question, though, I just want to uh, wanna speak a bit about honesty from my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the reason why so many of us suffer in a fool's paradise sometimes is because we're not being honest to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's like an ostrich putting its head in the sand. <laughs> we fail to acknowledge uh, our truest feelings, our innate feelings. And that's one of the reasons why we uh, end up being wound wound up in the same uh, same rigmarole of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no change doesn't happen unless you're honest to yourself. And I, I can say that from uh, my own perspective. Whenever I've tried to shove things under the carpet, whenever I've tried being dishonest, uh, the, the the snowball effect has been huge. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Honesty is like basically being clear to oneself in a way that is constructive and not in a ruthless or unproductive way. So that that would that would be brutal honesty. But I guess brutal honesty in a gentle way is something that we all need. So that we can grow and be a better human being. And most of us may be receiving some criticisms from other people, but what matters most is our own understanding of who we are, because that's the sort of the measurement that we should take. We shouldn't just do things just because somebody else wants it, but we should ask ourselves. And that requires an honest communication with oneself. Otherwise, we just get carried away with what other people think, trying to please other people, right? And you mentioned the word brutal honesty. Uh, my our guru, Guru Pashupati, says honesty is never brutal. Lies are brutal. <laughs> Travesty is brutal. <laughs> Being untrue to yourself and to others is brutal. Because honesty is the, the purest thing you can offer to someone. It's complete honesty, though. You're not responsible for the collateral damage after that point uh, in certain cases. Once you're brutally honest and upfront about things, mm-hmm. then it, it's the least brutal thing on the planet. Yeah. It's the purest thing you can offer to someone. 
So which is why I don't I don't really like the term brutal honesty because uh, yeah, if honesty was brutal, it wouldn't have been sacred. Yeah, I, that's something that's really interesting, and definitely in the Akara we uh, that we both are learning at the Triloka Akara, which is the seventeen thousand year old. Shout out! Shout out to the Akara. Yeah, and to Guru Pashupati. The Guru Pashupati, the OG. The OG, indeed. OG, the OG Guru. The original Guru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that I've learned from him. It's incredible. Yeah, so, but most of us don't understand that actual brutal honesty and honesty itself is sacred uh, because yeah. we can't deal with it, basically. Right? And then there are also people who think that other people can't deal with it. And so then they modify themselves and kind of do all kinds of twisted stuff so that they don't have to be honest with somebody else because they think that the other person is incapable of taking it. Which... Exactly. And then the whole thing gets skewed completely out of balance because one, you're undermining your own uh, capability of being honest. Second, you're undermining the the receivers. Mm -hmm. uh, reception towards uh, honesty so I mean nothing good can ever come out of this uh... yeah yeah um, but I think a lot of a lot of times people being honest to other people and to themselves is a matter of skills as well mm -hmm. because well first of all if we one wants to be honest to other people then one has to be first honest to oneself and that is itself a skill set because we right. sugarcoat things. That's the normal. Like in some parts of the world, the sugarcoating is thicker. And in some parts of the world, it's thinner. But it's... No, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. I mean, um, yeah. Honesty to oneself. Uh, there's instances, there's so many instances where we, we're not honest to ourselves. Which is why we cannot promulgate the whole aspect of honesty. Mm -hmm. It is a lost art, everything, and judging uh, everything that's prevalent in the media and culture and pop culture. Mm -hmm. Deceit is the way to get ahead in life. I mean, the whole "I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna deceive you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, be the opportunist, mm -hmm. be dishonest, be an unscrupulous person to get ahead in life." I mean, this is what is. It's common parlance these days. Yeah. Honesty is a lost art. And yeah. yeah. Which makes me wonder that uh, honesty has cost me some of my my dearest relationships. <laughs> so yeah, we've all been guilty of trying to save ourselves with uh, lies. Yeah. But in the longer run, it never really works out. Yeah. Because everything kind of comes full circle eventually. And while we may run from it today, eventually it's going to catch up with us. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it becomes even more important mm -hmm. to develop this idea of being honest first to ourselves than to the ones uh, we connect with. Yeah. Yeah. From the perspective of Himalayan yoga, honesty is basically respect. And it's a key element of respect. If one respects the other person, one is honest to them. 
and if one respects mm-hmm. oneself then one is honest to oneself because without if one doesn't respect if one is not honest it means one doesn't respect them and without respect or honesty why is that person even in my life right doesn't make any sense but most people want to just keep people hanging and keep going on with the even omission is not honesty because you just omission is just a loophole right you just instead you of just turn a blind eye yeah blind eye. So, which means you're equally you're as guilty as the dishonest party. Yeah. And it's one skill I've been uh, trying to master and learn for a while now, mm-hmm. uh, especially the being honest on myself part. Because yeah. I used to avoid problems. I used to, um, to get into this really negative spiral mm-hmm. of uh, not being honest on myself, of not addressing, not grabbing the bull by the horns, as I like to say, of uh, just just eye-washing the whole thing that's going on, the whole episode that's playing out in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to kind of uh, coax and cajole myself with lies that everything's fine and hunky-dory. And the next morning you wake up and you're, you're fucking anxious. Because yeah. you don't know how to, mm-hmm. you don't know how to get by anymore because uh, you've fed yourself that lie over and over again, which you know is not, which you know is obviously a put on, but the whole dichotomy mm-hmm. just kind of ends ends up messing people up. It it is the trigger for some of the, even some some diseases like autoimmune diseases, stuff like that. When they're constantly stressed, one of the main reasons why people are stressed is because uh, they're not honest with themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. People are like speaking from an anxiety point of view. Uh, I mean, what? How does anxiety come about? Like when when I wake up in the morning and I have signed up for things that I didn't really want to do, I've accepted yeah. things that I should. I don't have the time for, or the energy, or the skills, or the interest. But I did because mm-hmm. I couldn't say no. And that's something that I have also kind of you know, uh, kind of struggled with. But something that uh, I have learned in a very interesting way last year how to say no uh, which mm-hmm. i think is a skill set which involve which is under the umbrella of being honest and this is yeah. what happens then anxiety basically is what happens when people are not looking at their pain and they just skip over the pain and just the pain of not knowing something the pain of not being able to communicate clearly to themselves mm-hmm. or to the other people that they can't do this or they won't do this or this doesn't make any sense basically just tell them that okay like for example if i need somebody telling me to do something that i don't think makes any sense so i just call out on the bullshit right that's the thing which i should be doing but instead mm-hmm. i may be postponing it because it's i don't have the skill and so then i remain mm-hmm. stress right? indeed and uh, communication is such a vital aspect even self-communication, which brings me to the topic of self-talk. Like mm-hmm. how negative self-talk fucks you up completely. Yeah. How when you're constantly just, uh, you're being hard on yourself, how that starts to affect your nervous system. Yes. It is, it is so mind-boggling to see the effects of that. Because I used to talk down to myself every single day. Oh, this is not, you're not good enough. You're garbage. Yeah, you're this, you're that. You'll never be able to make it. So subconsciously, your your, your brain creates this loop mm-hmm. of self-pity. 
which is a safe space for you to go into because uh, you obviously created that safe space for yourself by saying you're not good enough or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like you read books like Atomic Habits that focuses so much on this aspect mm-hmm. about people when they are true to themselves, but they're not, they're not being hard on themselves. That's when they have, they develop the realization that they need to get better. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, I can't do this because I'm horrible at math. So you'll always be horrible at math. Even if you sometimes are not horrible, mm-hmm. your brain will kick you into that zone where you think you're horrible at math. Yeah. And that goes for everything that you, I mean, that's how detrimental negative self-talk is. And I used to be a negative self-talker 24-7. I mean, my previous partner was like, yeah, she would just constantly call me out on this. And I never saw it as a serious threat to my own development because I thought it's normal. You see people do that every time around you. Yeah. You go to someone, you ask them for something, oh, no, I fucking suck. I'm bollocks, man. I can't do it. So I don't know. I mean... To give you an example, you go to a doctor for surgery. The mm-hmm. doctor's all anxious, like, "Oh shit, I, uh, I, I just feel, I just feel so anxious today. I'm gonna fuck this up. I always fuck this up." Would you actually want to get your surgery done then? Well, just get... <laughs> no, so that you. rubs off to other people. I mean, negative self-talk is not just you talking down to yourself. Yeah. It affects your aura, your energy, and your whole vibe and how you. Uh, how you project yourself to the outside world I don't know like uh, you remember the story uh, the story from um, I don't know some some village in Africa mm-hmm. some really obscure village in Africa uh, I don't I can't exactly recall the name of the village mm-hmm. or the tribe but uh, the whole the, the, the village planted two trees yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah and to one tree they would say the nastiest things possible when the tree was still growing mm-hmm. and the tree just it just withered away and to the other tree they would circle around the tree and say the nicest things mm-hmm. and they would sing hymns and chants and that tree grew and bore fruit so that's kind of how I mean that's that's still a tree that's still the uh, like when you talk about something as kind of like, like mm. if a tree can feel that, imagine how how much that affects a human soul, a human consciousness. Yeah. If yeah. the consciousness of that tree was marred or if it was supported by mere words being tossed, mm-hmm. imagine the, the effect it does upon humans. Mm-hmm. The effect it has upon humans. It's just... Uh, it's just Basically, it's just communication. It's self-communication is also the key for you. Um, it also it also is vital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is something that uh, this uh, inability to. So there are two types of ego here that uh, I think you mentioned already in these really great examples. One of them is when people think that they are better than something that they are already good at it. This is the overestimation, the one that the overconfident ego. And then there's another ego where one feels underconfident and unable to do 
whatever, like math, for example. So yeah. these are the two types of egos. And it's really interesting because even the belief that I am of no significance, that I can't do anything, is a type of ego, actually. Mm. And when people are in these two states, they are either rejecting themselves or they're rejecting. So in the case, the first case, when one feels overconfident, uh, one is rejecting other people, right? Yeah. Uh, and then in the second case, when one feels underconfident, one is rejecting oneself. And in this exactly uh, perfect example, yeah. Yeah. So in this in this rejection cycle, there is uh, an effect on the brain, like it has been studied uh, on a neurological. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. On a neurological level, uh, I think the body secretes um, dopamine when one thinks mm. one is better than the other person, or when one puts other people down or when one puts oneself down. So when one rejects, oh, yes. is secreted. this is something that the body, sec the brain secretes and then one feels really happy for a short period of time. And then the brain realizes that actually this is an incorrect uh, secretion because neither is this person better than that person, neither am I worse than that other person, right? The, the brain realizes that this is a false instance of se secreting dopamine. And so yeah. that is dopamine uptake, right? And then that's when we hit yeah. on low. And then once the person hits the low, then they start criticizing other people or themselves again. And they do the same high, low, high, low thing again and again. Yeah, it's like a bend. It's like a complete bender on drugs. <laughs> on one's internal drugs. Moment, yeah, it's like moments of elevation, moments of absolute depression. Yeah. Exactly. I mean... To, quote, to, to, to tell you another short story, I mean, I used to be horrible at math until like, I don't know, 10th grade or something. And then I actually started liking math because of uh, how one teacher in my life communicated problem solving to me or how to develop the, the, the mindset of a problem solver. Mm -hmm. Essentially, all teaching, everything we learn is just communication. Everything around us, life thrives on communication. Yeah. And we're in an era where it's not difficult to communicate in terms of technological uh, prowess <laughs> of, the, of the world. But mm -hmm. are we able to communicate despite the advancements that we've made in technology? No. The essence of communication is lost because yeah. we're either too atomized or too, uh, or we're we're too cut off from everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though we have a lot of technological uh, ability to connect, we ha are actually drifting apart because of the lack of communication. That's why we have these kind of extremely divided political groups or in any other yeah. It's because of lack of communication, misunderstandings. Or, yeah, exactly. Or cults. Yeah. <laughs> or what? Cults. Cults. Yeah, cults. Okay, I don't know that. There's so many cults that happen. Cults. Oh, cults. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, cults. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know. The world is. I don't know. We're just kind of drifting, drifting apart, and mm. all the negative self-talk that's holding, all the negative self-talk that we give to ourselves is actually holding us back from our truest potential. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, such a backbone. 
and honestly it's such in the is the backbone to that because let's just put it this way though if you are passionate about something if you want to make a difference in the world honesty is the only way you're going to get there yeah anything worth what anything worth pursuing is built upon honesty mm-hmm. because you, you can make yeah you can build all the sand castles in the air but they're still made out of sand <laughs> Yeah. They're going to be blown away very soon. Yeah. Yeah, even while you're putting it up, it's going to be blown away. Yeah. Especially in the city that you live in, it's super windy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's extremely unsustainable. It's a short yeah. that falls apart pretty quickly. And also leads to a lot of emotional instability and eventually life instability until one faces up one's pain or just dies. Either you face your pain or you die. That's the two options that life will give you at some point. I mean, that's that's some sort of ultimatum which a lot of people probably aren't in their life right now. Mm-hmm. But sometime or the other, it may arrive. And this ultimatum is, uh, yeah, that's when some serious skills there's, need to be upgraded. Otherwise, <laughs> there won't be. There's also a third. <laughs> there's also a third way, though. As you get older, and you. And once you recognize and realize your pain, it's already too late. You're 20 days away from death. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. not enough time with another path. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. So you realize too late. But then the next birth, right? Yeah. I mean, for the ones who, for the ones who don't believe in uh, reincarnation, uh, that's game over for them, though. For the ones who still believe, yeah, they, they do have the next birth. Yeah, that's uh, communication, and so it has a lot of different like layers to it, and a lot of these involve basically dealing with the fear of the unknown. So yeah. these are some of the fears that um, people have, right? The fear of the unknown, uh, the fear of being rejected, and the fear of failure. Um, yeah, also kind of stagnation in life, so being bored. These are all results of not being able to communicate with oneself and others properly. This is what uh, I have come across. What uh, do you think? When you want to add anything to this uh, list? I mean, communication is what holds, binds the world in a way. Mm-hmm. It is the communication is the, the, the sap of civilization. Yes. Because or no how can we create create things how can how can stuff won't get done if there's no communication yeah unless you want uh, mm-hmm. unless you want like a shaky system which doesn't have a solid foundation but for an ecosystem where we as humans can thrive there needs to be a solid emphasis and communication and honest communication. Yeah. If there still is a utopia on this earth, it can only build be built on honesty. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's just uh, it's just Blade Runner. <laughs> oh yeah, back to survival mode again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so in the Himalayan yoga, I don't know if you have come across these uh, this system of nine yoginis. So I will not get I it. I did listen to a podcast. I did listen to a podcast by Guru Pashupati Amma. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I will not get into nine yoginis, but uh, the first uh, two yoginis specifically are um, about how to master communication with mm-hmm. oneself and others, and mastering rejection. That's the second one. The third one mm. is mastering your feelings. Mm. That's a bit beyond communication already. So the first two are mainly about communication, and this is something that uh, I have been experiencing. Like getting so th- these different nine yoginis are nothing but nine stages of evolution that yeah. a human being can experience. And the first step is all about the foundation, which consists of uh, healing and harmony, and which is through communication. And um, third one is, uh, yeah, stability. So yeah, healing, communication, and harmony. These are the three uh, building blocks of the first stage. And we're teaching this at Himalayan Holistic Healing. So mm-hmm. uh, those of you are interested in, uh, you know, improving the self-talk that you have with yourself. So we are only teaching things that we have mastered already as uh, mm-hmm. Siddha Yogis. This is the first step. And this is something that, as uh, Mahavrukayu has been sharing, extremely crucial for everything. Because basically what we tell ourselves internally is what we tell other people. Like if you're complaining always yeah. about the weather internally, then we will also complain about it to other people. And this is this is mm. basically, you know, if, if a conversation is getting really boring and about the same pe- things with the people that you speak to, then it's probably that they are also stuck in a rut. And if you're talking about the same things to them all the time, then maybe you're also stuck in a rut. And so it's a great opportunity yeah. for you to reconsider your communication skills with others and with yourself. True. Also, I would like to add, uh, honesty also uh, encompasses acceptance. Mm-hmm. Honest acceptance. <laughs> A lot of people don't, don't accept things that are happening to them. They're in denial mode. Oh, why, am I, why is this happening to me? I mean, yes, it is a hard skill to master, to finally accept and come to terms, but, but healing doesn't happen unless you accept and surrender mm-hmm. to what's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying surrender as in put your weapons down and just prepare to die, but surrender to that brutal honesty that you're showing away from. Mm-hmm. Not brutal honesty, that, that good honesty that you're showing away from. <laughs> you good, need to accept things. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Sacred honesty, of course, good is still like an understatement. So, yeah, acceptance of uh, what's happening inside you, around you, to you, needs to happen before there's any any healing or any um, progress that you can make. This is the one thing I wanted to highlight, and I would want you to 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 talk more about this aspect. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are, in today's world, it's really easy to run away, to escape. Not just from one's feelings, but literally from one's actual city and country. 
And this is something that I've also yeah. done. I escaped from my country. Yeah, we've done it. We're <laughs> <laughs> both masters of that. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> we did that and then realized you can't really escape it, basically. So a lot of people are just escaping there from their geographic location and instead of cultivating the skills. This is something I was talking about, like, okay, you can upgrade your skills. You can upgrade your skills, for, for example, of communicating better with your boss at work so that you don't have to have so many tasks that you and deadlines that you can't meet. So the person is, so for example, this person is was stressed out and has been stressed out because they are not, they're just accepting things that they can't do anyway, but they don't know how to say no. And now... They, I mean, I suggested that, okay, you can learn how to upgrade your skills and become a better communicator. And they said, well, I can just leave the job and I can leave the country and I can find another job in another company, right? So this is the escape. Yeah, but the problem doesn't stop there because when they could go into a new company, the same thing's going to happen again. Exactly. And the universe keeps putting you through the same lessons until those are learned. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Fair, like, I mean, surprisingly, in a turn of events for me, uh, yeah, I fled my country, and that actually that actually turned me more towards spirituality. Though. Yeah, because the stuff gets harder and harder, and then you really have to exactly, and you really have to uh, go back to the drawing board yeah. and see what exactly is bothering you. And solitude helps a lot with that. If you're always in company of people, uh, you might never have that intrinsic that desire, that trigger to improve upon yourself. But if you're by yourself, that gives you gives you all the time in the world yeah. to think, to introspect, to focus, to do it better. Yeah, yeah. Moments of solitude and quietness are necessary for honesty, oneself. Because if one is always busy, which is another way of avoiding pain, mm. then one is unable, one just has the opinions of what other people think of them floating in their mind, and that may be good or bad. Maybe it's a mix, but one never understands what do I think of myself. And here yeah, it's really... Keeping, sorry, go ahead. And here, no, it's just that, yeah, here it's really important to be uh, not just brutally honest, but in a way that's constructive. So constructive. Sacred. Yeah, yeah, it's necessary. Otherwise, one just like, I mean, it's possible to just you know abuse oneself internally. Like the the, the tone of voice with what with which one talks to oneself, and the word that one uses, and the sort of behavior, internal attitude that one has with oneself is really crucial for making any kind of success or goal, meeting any kind of goal mm. in your life. I mean, because sometimes, you know, in, in the past, I used to be unable to meet any of the things that I made. So I would wake up and make a list of all the things I need to do. And then I would never do anything on that list because the way I spoke about doing those things to myself was so counterproductive that I just didn't mm. do it. And, you know, when you tell your brain mm. to not think of a pink elephant, it's going to... Oh, it's got to think of that pink elephant just right think. behind you. <laughs> Giant pink don't think of the, don't think of the pink elephant right now, Kendra Maya. No. Can you do that for me? <laughs> pink in a very magenta kind of way. Yeah. So 
that's the thing yeah you have to learn to communicate with your mind in a way that it will actually respond positively to your goal setting and to your dreams and that's that's the skill set that's skill set and that's something that i've cultivated in the last 10 years and i think it's really valuable and yeah important yeah and before you cultivate the skills you need to just learn how to how to calm the mind so that you get into that state where you're more receptive to the to learning of those new skills and to the cultivation then mm-hmm. having a calm mind i mean that's the one thing i learned for the past couple of months that i've had like in terms of my personal life i've had like a really rough past couple of months the one thing i learned is to immediately take a step back before impulsively jumping to conclusions so we almost cultivate the ability to sit in a calm place before we open our mouths. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely necessary to um, cultivate this calmness, but it takes a long time. I mean, it can take a long time. It doesn't have to, but it can. It really depends on how honest we are with oneself because actually, Really interesting. Uh, our guru once told me, or at some webinar or something, he said that the pace at which anybody learns is the level of self honesty that they have. So if they have a lot of wow. self honesty, it's pretty good. Huh? Yeah. Wow. I will use that for the rest of my days. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the OG, yeah. Guru Pashupati. <laughs> indeed yeah so that's uh, yeah that's so yeah to cultivate a quietness in the mind we have to first connect reconnect with our body yeah Uh, because most of us are disassociated from our body and somehow can't feel like if one tells somebody to feel their toes from the inside or feel their heart from the inside to take their pulse from the inside can you do that I mean, I know that you can do that, but from... But yeah, I mean, I'm actually doing that right now. I was actually feeling my toes. It's very, uh, yeah, kind of guided meditation. That's the sort of guided meditation that we're also going to teach um, in the upcoming months. Yeah. Because... Yeah, for those interested, please contact me and Maya or myself. Yeah. And we'll uh, put you in touch for the program. Yeah. Yeah, so reconnecting with one's body, which is really interesting because a lot of these people in some sort of, I don't know, sects, religious sects, I don't know, some groups have decided that it's not important to have a body anymore, that they put the body down. But actually, body is the instrument through which one achieves any kind of personal growth. And so for honest self-communication, we will start there. So because you first start communicating with your own body, and then one starts because the mind is the most um, tricky organ in the body to um, connect with and to kind of become friends with. The rest of the body exactly. is easier, but that's where we start from, right? The rest of the body. The, the mind is an ideal vehicle for you to 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 go about in life, and mm-hmm. even in terms of spiritual progress. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for us. Uh, for us giddy yogis, mm-hmm. the, the whole 
concept, the whole tradition of Giri Yoga focuses on both body and mind equally, though. Yeah. Which allows us to learn the intricacies of both. Yes, yes. For those of you who, so Giri Yoga stands for Yoga from the Mountains. Giri means mountain. And that's one of the immortal schools of yoga from the Trilokakara. One of the six different schools. Yeah, if you want to find out more about it, you can also write to us. Uh, but yeah, but this is uh, this is great. I think you've talked a lot about the practical benefits. Of Thanks the- so much for this 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 really hard to heart detailed talk on such a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've gone over trauma, we've gone over skills, but uh, this is the first time where we're trying to we're trying to <laughs> dig in a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is like the building block of all of it, of co-creation, of skills. Before any of that had, happens, all of that fancy stuff, one has to actually be honest, and that's uh, that's exactly. all. Right. So this is the starting point for those listening to our podcast. Uh, I would recommend you to listen to this one and go back to the previous podcast that we did. And listen listen to them again. Yeah. And this 11th one being the special one. 11 being the magic number. Yeah. On the 1st of March. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. So thank you so much for your time, Kendamaya. It was a pleasure, as always. Thank you so much. With you. Thank you. Until for next your... week. Yes, until next week. And thank you for your time and for you know sharing your um, anecdotes from your life experience. Mm-hmm. That's really useful, I think, for understanding some of these abstract concepts. And thank you so much uh, to our listeners as well. See you in the next podcast.